Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. That mic, is it on? I'm ready. Garage Logic Podcast number 133, April 8, 2019. 83 degrees on this day in 1981 and 6 degrees in 1936. On this day in 1934 and 1986, the ice went out on White Bear. And on this day in 1907, 1953, also 1986 and 1991, the ice went out on Lake Minnetonka. We're uh, happy to tell you that Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores is back with us. I was there over the weekend, and uh, they're sponsoring this broadcast. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Speaking of Fratelloni's, uh, Damon from Kirkhoven, Minnesota, writes... I'm glad to hear of Fratelloni's return. He's basically positioned himself as the Knack Hardware and Lounge, so I was extremely disappointed when I no longer heard him on the show. Now all we need is a coffee shop to position themselves as the Krabby Coffee Shop. Isn't there one downtown next to the Wabashaw Caves? I have no idea. Pushing back as often as I can, Damon in Kirkhoven. There is one at the base of the caves. I don't recall the name. I need this chair over here. Mm-hmm. Yep, right there. All right. How is everybody? Kenny, how are you? Did you have a nice weekend? Whatever, dude. What'd you do? <laughs> I minded my own business. <laughs> What'd you do, nosy Nelly? Johnny Hyde, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing did you well. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. We had a, a slight problem at the house. We we lost our oldest dog. Oh, so. no. no. No, I'm yeah. sorry. He, he'd terrible. been sick. He'd yeah. been sick. So yeah. You uh, need to read the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain. I've read it, actually. Oh, okay. Was it a, pu- a pug, right? It was a pug, yeah. He was about 12. And he'd had some issues for about two weeks. Pancreatitis, liver started failing, and we just went, yeah, time. It's, it's time. Yeah. That's still tough, though. It, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. You got to get another dog. Did you? Well, we have another one, and we'll oh. probably end up. Were you warriors. in the room when the deed went no, down? No, we we took him there, and I held him, you know, and gave him a big hug and handed him over. Yeah, yeah I, I held I mine when they put him down. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that's I tough. Yep, I did really too. Tough. And then when they say, and look okay. at me like, what the hell's going on <laughs> here? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. sign up for this. <laughs> What's? Why am I here? I know you're here to see you later, Bill. Right. But when they <laughs> when the doc says, "Okay, you can leave now," and your dog's sitting there with its tongue out, you're like, "I can't leave right no, now." I didn't yeah. leave. I stayed till. Holy, like, but I mean, when it's gone, when it's yep. it's that's I hard. I stayed till I saw its spirit lift into dog heaven. Really? Oh yeah, just like a green flash. Did it have little wings? Right oh yeah, it fluttered, Rowing up, Rowing up. away. I know farmers that become so attached to certain cattle, certain dairy cows, and this is, of course, the old days when your herd was 35 cows. That when one has to go, they call the neighbor farmer over, and he does the he yep. does the job. Oh wow! Yeah, I can yeah. understand that. These are animals that don't even have names. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, well, I've I've never experienced losing a cow. 
No, 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 me neither. No, I don't intend to. Either. Let me ask you a, a dog baseball question. But uh, b- before was it DiMaggio, when we got the, when we got the dog, its name was Albie, and we couldn't figure out what how to spell it or whatever because it was, people didn't want the dog. They just basically gave it to us. So I started spelling it A L B I E. Do you remember Albie Pearson? Yes, Albie Pearson was a diminutive outfielder mm-hmm. for the Senators in the late fifties. Mm-hmm. So he became Albie like Albie Pearson. All right, you That's actually remember? Very interesting. You actually remember him? I remember baseball cards. I've never saw him play. Uh, The thing about my cow story is these same farmers that are too sensitive to shoot their own cow are not too sensitive to enjoy the succulent meat from that cow for the next two years. They will eat eat that cow. See, Downing had a good point. I could have done done the bird story on Positive Thursday because he came up with the positive spin on it. Because I was wondering, why don't we see millions of dead birds? And he said, that's easy. They are being eaten by the coyotes, and we're so receptive oh, to the sure. urban coyote sure. that uh, we've been so welcoming to them. Uh, if these many dead birds are disappearing without a trace, then there must be a lot of coyotes sharing our sustainable urban paradise. And that's positive. And wasn't there a, uh, a St. Paul City Council member that said this is a good thing for the city? No, it was the animal control uh, animal control person. She said that's this right. is great. Made it sound as though the coyotes went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting in <laughs> Vegas <laughs> and picked a Twin City. This is said, what this we want. Like a good place. Fellas, we're going to go there. <laughs> All right. I was going to make a ruling on the space management that apparently we're going to be facing this week. Yeah. And I was going to say... I'm talking about an intense April storm bringing heavy snow, high winds, potential mm-hmm. blizzard conditions to the plains in the upper Midwest. And apparently the Twin Cities uh, and much of Minnesota is in the bullseye. Much of the uh, much of Iowa and the Dakotas, Wisconsin, Minnesota is in the bullseye. And you recall, uh, I wanted to say, the hell with it. Uh, don't even bother with your space management if we get all this stuff. Right. Then I thought. Remember the mid-April snowstorm last year? Yeah. That required space management. Yes. You couldn't help. You had to. Because it was the big, heavy, wet snow. And then it got uh, cold, Mm -hmm. and so the plow hump alone was uh, devastating. It wouldn't burn down with gasoline or anything. (laughs) So I can't can't issue a Gumption County uh, relief of of space management. We're just going to have to play it as it lays. Lies. How ironic. Two weeks ago, I was going to go to you, and I needed a ruling. Do I return the snowblower back up to the farm? And I'm glad I forgot. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I forgot it's still here in Minneapolis. Two-stager? That's going to cut through this heavy wet stuff? Yeah, that's. but my way of dealing with this uh, impending snowstorm is I'm going to get out of town before it happens, and I'm not coming back until it's all melted. So I don't don't give a rat's ass what they know. Well, you know, not all of us have that luxury. Honey, did you get it all cleared? You can shovel it, you can leave it, blow it. I don't care. (laughs) Whatever you do is fine. Go get them. (laughs) Have at it, boy. Pitter patter. I'm I'm looking at the weather. What story did I get? I'm looking at the Weather Channel story about this, and it just looks unavoidable. Uh, Bismarck, Rapid City, Cheyenne, Denver, Omaha, Kansas City, Chicago, Minneapolis. What's interesting, Joe, is that it's it's from what Jonathan Uhas is saying. It's coming down from the Arctic, from Alaska, and it's going to collide with warm air that's coming up from the south, and then it's going to push northeast. Or, yeah, in a northeasterly direction. Yeah, and we're right on the the, the cusp. Minneapolis is okay. It can go yeah. either way. But it we sounds had, uh, like we had Dave Dahl in here Friday. What did he say? And I said. Uh, 
are we going to get another April uh, snowstorm this year? And he goes, no, no, not, don't worry about it. And I said, did you know that we were going to get one last year? And he went, no, I have no idea. <laughs> well, so he's, he's got now. himself covered. He's he's covered. Finally reached the Kenny stage of right. his career. Right. Just, uh, you know, but if, you, yeah, if he gets a shoulder shrug, <laughs> you know, it's your problem. <laughs> We we know what the temperature is going to be a hundred years from now. We just don't know what the weather is going to be Wednesday. That's right. all. That's Here's all. the other part. Uh, I, I I believe I shared this with you off the air, but um, my kid hasn't has had I believe two or three full weeks of school since Christmas since we did the show at Summit that Friday. Right. Think about that. Be- whether it's you know uh, scheduled days off or weather related days off, so they're probably going to have another one on Wednesday. Probably. Think about that. They, mm-hmm. They've had two full weeks of school since Christmas. I so desperately want to issue an edict about space management, but I don't dare because last April we had to, we had to practice space management. What are you doing, Rook? My computer's unplugged. Okay, he's down on the floor <laughs> under the desk. There he is. I unplugged Hey, uh, you while, need, while you're down Wolf. there. Wolf. 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 <laughs> Did he get it? Yeah. There we go. go. R.F. Moeller Jeweler was founded 68 years ago by Bob Moeller on a foundation of service, and in 68 years, they've not only acknowledged it, they've embraced it. Six goldsmiths on staff with a combined 200 years of jewelry repair experience. Your stuff doesn't leave the shop. They specialize in repairing and and restoring your heirlooms. At every piece... Taken in for repairs, inspected four times. Your jewelry never leaves the store. Two Rolex-trained watchmakers with 40 years of combined experience. Their full-time appraiser has done work for the FBI, the BCA, and numerous banks and trust companies. And if you mention in any of the Moeller stores that you heard this on GL, they will replace your watch battery at no charge. RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th and France and Edina, Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. I got pictures. Uh, who sent me the pictures? I got pictures of the uh, private jets at Holman Field downtown St. Paul. Oh, Mike, cool. Mike Benson. Uh, the bride and I were having dinner in St. Paul on Saturday evening. While the first basketball game was being played, I mentioned that you guys had talked about the planes that would be at Holman, and she suggested we go take a look. These picks were taken right before the second game started. There was still a lot of activity with limos and security, so I could only take these two photos from the end of Holman by the river, which is just past the 3M hangar. About half the jets were on the other side of the airport from where this was taken. I estimate there were about 60 private jets parked there. Uh, You could tell which ones were visiting. I also noticed that the limos that were waiting were big Humvee stretch limos. I'm assuming they needed Humvees so they could navigate through all the potholes in the streets approaching the airport. It's like driving in a minefield. (laughs) Uh, Tell me this. Who in the hell are these people? Well, there was a lot of celebrities downtown on Saturday. Probably got to be NBA players or, you know, that really want to watch the games or Or be seen. television executives. You know, you're talking about... There's no hope that any common sense can ever be brought to this. And I, I hate to be a stick in the mud. No, you don't. Because it's a fun event. <laughs> I, I, it's a fun event. The final, four, the, yeah. the the basketball tournament's a fun event. It's mm-hmm. the only time of the year I would uh, spend any time at all watching college basketball. So okay. it's fun. But w- <laughs> billions and billions of dollars are generated, right? Okay. Uh, the kids don't see a nickel of it. Nope. Uh, but then they they're going through this this fake higher education. Uh, Duke is a one and done program, essentially. Yeah, you go Zion Williamson 
he pretended to be going to school this year, right. and now he'll be the number one pick in the NBA draft. So that's his reward for helping to generate these billions and billions of dollars. I don't know what I'm, uh, where I'm headed with this uh, thought. I, I, Neither I, do we. I, 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 I'm not naive. I know this is the way it's going to be, but it seems so unpure. It just seems so ridiculous. But there are good stories that come from this tournament. I mean, look at Texas Tech, for example. Yeah, They were kind of an also-ran in the Big 12, and they're playing in the, for the national championship. But there is a movement right now, and it's getting some pushback, to somehow pay these players It'll never happen, a stipend though. or something because they're um, generating so much revenue. Well, the least they should do, I've always felt this, the least any school should do if they recruit a uh, revenue-producing kid mm-hmm. is that that kid's got uh, unlimited time to go back and get a degree. I think a lot of programs do do that. I know a couple of guys that have been drafted that went back and got their education on the on the school's But then dime. the more I think about that, who am I kidding? You, you, you've just made $200 million. Why in the hell are you going to go back and get a history degree? Well, but not necessarily. The One of the, one of the guys I'm referring to did not make any money playing professionally mm-hmm. and then went back and got his degree. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you're trying to rain on my parade. My, I know. No, That's my, what I my, do. my thought is, it's just it's, it doesn't it's, seem right. It's private jets. It's limousines. I'm I'm in favor of all that. I love capitalism. I love money. But it's just it's just there's something uh, uh, under uh, there's a burr in my saddle about it. But I will Same say with this. football, by the way, college well, football. And that's where I was going to go. Compared to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I mean, there are actual fans that are going to be going to these games that were there on Saturday that'll be going tonight. Right. The NFL and the Super Bowl, that's purely a a con job for all of the, the elite of this world. Right. Well, you were downtown Saturday night. Yes. Was it, a, was it active? Oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the bars and restaurants were, were, were booming. And here's the difference. You think anyone managed to realize there's also a city called St. Paul? Oh, were they open? I think they were open. Were they open on Saturday? (laughs) But the difference is for the Super Bowl, all of those bars and restaurants downtown, with the exception of a few, were all rented out for corporate parties. For the Final Four, everything was open to the public. Isn't that something? Yeah. So I think think more people enjoyed, plus the weather was nicer, but I think more people enjoyed it from a fan experience than they did for the Super Bowl. And it sounds like they can all get out of here before the blizzard hits. Wouldn't it be great if it happened tonight? (laughs) Well, it's not going to. I know. But. My uh, my experience with basketball this weekend is I ran into Bill Lambeer at the Fort Myers Airport. Okay. Wow. Former yep. NBA. Yep. And you know what? By I wouldn't NBA. have known him. Did you know him by sight? Yes. Uh, he looks older. However. How, how, how did you? You don't know anybody. Yeah, I you know, don't know who Bill Lambeer is. He I would not have known him. Detroit Pistons. Yeah, he's really tall, so he stuck <laughs> out. But by NBA standards today. Yeah. That's not the NBA guy that's out on the court. It's unbelievable. Would you have recognized Bill Lambeer, Johnny? Yeah, I think so. I would have. The only reason I I never followed basketball. I can vaguely picture him in my mind. Well, plus he coached for the Wolves not that long ago. I don't even remember that. I just remember from Detroit where he was playing with uh, Rodman. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was when they were the bad boys of uh, the NBA. Mm -hmm. That's news to me. Huge listener to the podcast. Bill Lambeer? No, I'm just kidding. Why didn't you just lie and say yes? I didn't even approach him and say hello. He, he walked up to you his... and said, aren't you the rookie? Aren't you the rookie? Yeah. Aren't, don't, aren't you in charge of Table Talk with Rookie's Family, that podcast, the sister oh station? God. No, I didn't I didn't bother him, but I just I just saw him there. He worked in a plug. He did, yeah, he I did. I'm good, huh? <laughs> sister podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be back in just a minute. 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Josh sent us something called the best ad ever. And it's a guy selling his bass boat. Mm-hmm. And the number's crossed out. I wanted to call the guy, but the number is blacked out on the ad that we were sent. Right? Yeah. Uh, $56,000 or best offer. It's a 2015 Bullet 21XRS in Jefferson, Texas. Uh, has a Mercury 250 horsepower uh, Pro XS engine, only 35 hours on it, covered and stored inside. Need gone ASAP. I'm selling it because it was purchased without proper consent of loving wife. Apparently, do whatever the bleep you want doesn't mean what I thought. Call Mike, and then the number's blocked out. This guy, this guy's in trouble for almost every garage logic rule. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, although he heard permission, he he had permission. Do whatever, do whatever the bleep you yeah. want. Yeah. That's permission. Yeah, That's permission. Yeah. But now he's, you know, then he had a 50-50 chance to get it right. He's he's wrong. Right. Now he's facing the three prices he has to pay. Yep. The price he paid for the boat, the price he told her he paid for the boat, and the price he's going to pay when she finds out the price he paid. Boom. Mm-hmm. Three prices he paid. And uh, as, uh, obviously he didn't get by on the 48-hour rule. <laughs> so he, he and then she, she FFLF'd him. Yeah. So you got a lot of things in play here. The female fund limitation factor, the three prices you pay, the 50-50-90 rule. But, boy, the permission part is troubling uh, because... She said, do whatever you permission, want. Permission, you, 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 you grasp the thinnest lifeline for permission. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're driving down the street and uh, you happen to be a Corvette, a Corvette fancier... And she says, boy, that's a neat color on that Corvette. That's permission. Right. Find one, that's get permission. one, bring yep. it home. But yeah. the situation here is what what she said is the equivalent to saying, you yes, better not. No, do whatever you the bleep you want. That means, yes, you should definitely buy it, to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. A boat's a tough thing to get by with, though, in the 48-hour rule. Eh. It's pretty hard to, to it's pretty tough to hide a boat. See, I'm 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 going to go with Kenny. That's permission, damn it. Yeah, that's that's permission. permission. No, it's bitter and it's petulant and it's uh, challenging and it's abrasive. But we take permission wherever we find it. Yep. Right. Uh, have any of you ever uh, used this one where I, she says, "Well, what, what the hell is that thing over there?" And yeah, it's been here forever. But, that's the forty-hour rule. But the thing is. That isn't mine. I'm storing it for a friend. Have you ever stored something for a friend? Both my father and no. I, both my father and I, we store things for each other. I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that, dad's. That's dad's <laughs> boat. Yeah. No, that's Kenny's boat. Yeah, yeah. And it just stays there for a while. There's no time limit. It's just there. The thing that wrecks that is when his wife and my wife get Ooh, together. Never yeah. do that. They, these ladies, they talk a lot. It's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. You just can't do it. <laughs> well, I have no doubt that this ad's real, uh, and he's he's got to get rid of it because he's buckling under. He should put his foot down and say, I received your permission. I yes. also retweeted that from the GL Podcast account if people want to see it, at did, GL Podcast. Did he add on there, just like Golden Pond, or no? No. Okay. Boy, I got... I saw so many bad boats when that movie came out. Just like on Golden Pond. Just like on Golden Pond, you go look at some aluminum fishing boat. (laughs) (laughs) There's nowhere near on Golden Pond. No, that boat he's talking about, that had a 250-horse outboard. Yeah. That thing flies. 
Uh, they're pretty expensive, too, aren't they? Yeah. Bass boats, holy yes. ma- mackerel. Say, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey says, no wonder uh, buildings in California are sinking. They're built on top of boats. And he linked me to this marvelous video taken in San Francisco that on construction sites in the financial district, they're finding the abandoned boats left there by gold miners. Really? The gold miners would, would get there any way they could. Many of them arriving by boat, and then they headed for the hills and abandoned their boats uh, in this cove that then got filled in, yeah. uh, using the boats as part of the fill. Oh, wow. And now the buildings are, uh, every time they take a bulldozer in there, they're uncovering a wow. boat. Wow, cool. Uh, restorable? Oh, God, no. Oh. But you recall <laughs> that uh, that Jeez. that uh, very expensive condo building in Frisco that's tilting? yes. It's probably built on a damn boat. <laughs> wow. The one where you put the marble and it's just well, it keeps was going discovered down. by a gal on the upper floor's putting. And no matter where she putted, the ball would go whoop. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. And pretty soon they started taking measurements and the damn building is sinking on one side. But uh, it probably, as uh, the chief offsite correspondent notes, uh, no wonder they're being built on top of boats. And it's a wonderful uh, video, if you ever want to see it. Uh, they look like, uh, you know, the, the ruins of something almost ancient Egyptian or something. Very crude schooners and, and what have you. And the guys just went up to the hills to go pan, and that was it. Yeah, and they left the boats there, and the next thing you know, they were abandoned. And, and mm. uh, somebody had the brainstorm of, well, let's use it to create land here. And that's now the financial district in San Francisco. Do we know of anybody that ever was extremely, I mean extremely successful, when they went to go west and pan for gold, or did every guy just get a no, little bit? No, the, there were a lot. Oh, Actually, really? there were a lot, but they—well, I shouldn't say a lot. They were fear, few and far between. But some guys picked out chunks of gold the size of footballs, and that's when the word some got chunks of gold took two guys to carry. But you're right; the majority of them went home poor. Okay, or they chased the gold trend back to Montana or Wyoming because it zigzagged back and forth across the west. Well, the sisters brothers, yeah, just got down with it. They're, they're finding gold with that secret chemical. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the oh, gold. thanks for ruining it for wait, me, John. Wait, what? Well, it's the part sisters of the sisters brothers. Sisters brothers. Okay, brothers. the sisters brothers. Yes, their last name is sisters. Okay. The gold rush and the silver rush in the West is fascinating because people just up and took off. We're talking people from Ohio and Illinois go, oh, I'm out of here. They never saw their family again. (laughs) Tough way to make a living. (laughs) My relatives are like, we're good here in Winona. Everything's okay. We're going to sell some ice and we're good. You know why the San Francisco football team is called the 49ers? 49th state. Nope. Jeez, come Kid, on. I'm only I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Give me the no, gold. It's the, the 49er people were oh miners. 49 <laughs> ounces of gold. Yeah. Which it was actually discovered in 48, but the the big trek happened in 49. Yeah, 4950, whatever. I just FYI'd you. I'm sorry. You weren't getting on a Delta flight, for God's <laughs> no. sakes. It took you six months to get there from here. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It wasn't any freeway. You know why our freeway system exists? Uh, because of Hitler, I of World War Two, they yeah. had to move the uh, bombs and stuff. So, in case you had the land planes and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else on this Monday as we wait a blizzard? Mom, make sure you keep the boom down. When you were game. when you were talking about uh, San Francisco and the uh, ships and boats buried, it reminded me of Seattle, where if you go to downtown Seattle now, what is now the ground floor, the street level, used to be the second floor of all those buildings. They had so many problems there that they just filled in the whole first floor on many streets in Seattle, and the second floor became the first floor. 
Well, speaking of Seattle, Priscilla writes, longtime listener in the dying Seattle. Thank you for bringing back Scramble Friday. It always brings a smile to my face and a happy step into my weekend. Signed, Priscilla. You guys weren't here. Only uh, Reavers and I were here Friday, and we brought back the scramble. Nice. Good. Frank and Good everybody. idea. Yep. You Good. used Frank? Yep. Well, we did it in such a way that we think we got away with it. Good. Yep. Okay. And we Good. did not hit 70. We did not, no. okay. and Dave Dahl said it will be at least Good Friday before there's a, a garage door opener. Well, he also oh. did say we're not going to get any right. snow. <laughs> well, but it doesn't look like it's going to be this Friday for Pete's sake. No, fellas, we could hit 70 today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 66. Our newsman, class, our newsman right, yeah. Angus Young over there, yeah. is uh, in his shorts today. <laughs> it's in the right. 60s. You're yeah. right. He does look like a little boy. <laughs> little Angus. He's got a little shorts on in his school uniform. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Todd writes, it's spring, time to unearth the scramble and the garage door opener and the deck furniture cover came off this morning. Still waiting for the link with occasional Cortex followers with the Samer theory. Keep up the broadcast. Listen every day. I do want to see a picture of Kenny on a scooter. Todd in Duluth. All right. Huh. All right. Uh, I think we should take a break. And then uh, maybe Johnny Height could uh, fill us in on the... Uh, on the, uh, wait a minute, add Fond du Lac to the pin board. I was surprised to find out there is a group of people who have the same belief I do. I have long believed the best day of the year is December 21st because of the hope of spring starting on the 22nd. I enjoy the program. Keep keep pushing back. Don Greeby. In, Please enter uh, Fond- your current listening location. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I am sorry that did not register. Fond du Lac, <laughs> I am Wisconsin. sorry that did not Fondelac. I am sorry that did not register. Fondelac, Wisconsin. They're all set. Thank you. Bush bin activated. That's right. He's in now. We'll be back. <laughs> there we go. Clicking on professionalturf.com will give you a beautiful lawn all season long. Now, you might know I'm a hardcore do-it-yourselfer, but the day I threw the spreader away and handed the lawn care duties to professionalturf.com, it was the best thing I ever did for my lawn, and I've had the best lawn in the block ever since. That was years ago. I also had their landscape division update my layout. That forced my equity and gave the place amazing curb appeal. Lawn care, sprinkler system service, and landscaping. Click on ProfessionalTurf.com. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. And John Height's news, sponsored by ProfessionalTurf.com. Thank you, fellas. Uh, we've talked about it here in the podcast. If you haven't heard the forecast, well, forecasters say they're not sure of the path of a storm heading our way. Twin Cities, though, could see significant snowfall. It all starts with rain Wednesday before it turns into snow. Models vary widely. Well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll avoid it. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I did uh, check the Weather Channel before I came in here. What does your they're, model say? They're saying seven inches to a foot of snow. In the Twin Cities area? In the Twin Isn't Cities area. Isn't that something? Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the laughter of affectation. Yes. <laughs> Big night downtown. College basketball national champion will be named Monday night in Minneapolis, Virginia, and Texas Tech squaring off after their respective wins on Saturday. Uh, neither program has ever been this close to a national title, making it a rare matchup of first-timers to the final game of the college basketball season. The last time both teams in championship game had never been there before? 40 years ago when... Magic Johnson in Michigan State played Larry Bird in Indiana State. First-time champion will be crowned for the first time since 2006. Meanwhile, fans can take part in all kinds of pregame events. 
There's pep rallies along Nicolet Mall and the Fan Fest at the Minneapolis Convention Center. The game underway at 8.20 our time. I was uh, out and about Saturday night, and uh, I witnessed a girl, probably mid to late 20s, sobbing, openly what? sobbing. And I thought, my, what's what's going on? Michigan I, State fan? Nope. I found out that uh, she wasn't able to get into the Chainsmokers concert at the Armory. Oh. oh. Wow. I thought, did your relative you know, die? Uh, that you, band you, is so basic. Please. What's the big attraction with that I band? don't get it. But did you see the line I to did. get in there? Yeah, my was, God. It was ridiculous. And uh, that band is dumb. Are they local? No, they're, no. I, they're not a local oh. band. But those free shows at the Armory, uh, the lines were ridiculous. You, you quite literally couldn't get into the building. Authorities say a 17-year-old girl was injured when a boulder tumbled off the side of a bluff in southeastern Minnesota and hit her car. The state patrol said Sydney Fleck from Red Wing was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries after the incident. It happened Friday night between Lake City and Wabasha. No one else was involved in the crash. The county sheriff's office says there have been other reports in recent days of rocks falling in the same area. Follow up to a story uh, we had at the time uh, all this originally happened. Remember the Rochester mom? Uh, She was called the world's worst drunk driver by Mm -hmm. a a, uh, sheriff in Illinois. She had the kids in the car, correct? Yeah, and she's now pleaded guilty to driving drunk with five of her children in the vehicle. has been sentenced to a year in jail. Authorities say 42-year-old Tasha Schleicher in September 2017 drove drunk, sideswiped a median cable barrier, then exited the highway and pulled over to breastfeed her baby along the side of the road. Oh, my God. She's nursing? Now, she lost custody of her children, was charged with child endangerment, drunken driving, and failing to have a driver's license. She pleaded guilty last week to misdemeanor drunken driving, and all other charges were dismissed. Schleicher was also sentenced last week in Hennepin County District Court after being convicted of felony drunken driving stemming from a different incident in October 2017 in Bloomington. In that case, she was sentenced to nearly three and a half years in prison. Uh, The part of the story you may remember, this all comes about a year to the day after another incident. This one happening in the Chicago suburb of Riverside. Uh, She was spotted by police, passed out in her car at a gas station with an open liquor bottle. Police said... She had tried to fill her idling vehicle with kerosene. Ooh, that's oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Wow. Hey, now. Um, <laughs> that's really sad because obviously Are they locking her involved. up, I hope, right uh, year, now? One year. Okay. Yeah. She, uh, she She's has, getting a year? One year? Yeah. I did, I, I w- I did some background reading about her. Uh, she has 11 children. Really? Yeah. Not and, anymore, uh, she doesn't. No, she doesn't anymore. They with took, the same dad, I'm sure. Uh, no. Homeland Security Secretary Christian Nielsen resigning. Hold on, i got to feed Junior. President Trump announcing on Sunday in a tweet that U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Kevin McAleenan, I think, would be taking over as acting head of the department. McAleenan, a longtime border official who's well-respected by members of Congress and within the administration. Uh, Nielsen did travel to the U.S.-Mexico border on Friday with the president to take part in a roundtable with border officers and local law enforcement. There she echoed the president's comments on the situation at the border, although she ducked out of the room without explanation for some time while President Trump spoke. As they toured a section of newly rebuilt barriers, she was at Trump's side introducing him to local officials. She returned to Washington afterward on a Coast Guard Gulf Stream as the president continued on a fundraising trip to California. Nielsen had grown increasingly frustrated, according to sources, by what she saw as a lack of support from other departments and increased meddling by Trump aides on difficult immigration issues. All of that, according to three people familiar with details of her resignation. I can't picture any of the million people running for president on a motorcycle. 
It just occurs to me. I can't picture them riding a motorcycle. You know what? You're right. I can't picture a single one of them. But if they did, I would want them to get in touch with DennisKirk.com right here in Minnesota. That's where you're going. Trusted retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for you and your bike. Huge in-stock selection. Guaranteed best prices. Fast same-day shipping. Satisfaction guarantee makes Dennis Kirk. Dot com, the best in the business. Great website, too. Kenny, you've been on that website. I'm on it right now, actually, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's what I was afraid of. We're trying to do the show. Yeah, if you buy a motorcycle helmet or apparel item and it doesn't fit or you just don't like it, no problem. DennisKirk.com will even pay the return shipping. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 o'clock today and get it tomorrow. Okay. Full disclosure. What are you looking up? I've got, I own one, two, three, four. I own six VP Racing Fuel mm-hmm. uh, gas cans, five gallon gas cans i'm i'm thinking about buying a couple more and i just and i was looking up the price they're like 34 dollars. the hose kit is eight bucks and it literally the best gas can oh, they are. in in the whole in the whole wide world but i'm looking at the website and i've never noticed this before excellent for storage and transport of water fuel Deer corn, Milo, or oats, feed pellet, really? bird seed, rock salt, and oil and liquid absorbents. I had never considered that, but yeah, I oh. guess I <laughs> guess if you need a five gallons of corn, these VP gas cans will work out I mean, for I you. Gotta look it up. I don't know what that well, VP gas can at Dennis Kirk. Yeah, yeah. A couple of internet-related stories: the United Kingdom government taking a hard line when it comes to online safety, moving to establish what it says is the world's first independent regulator to keep social media companies in check. Companies that fail to live up to requirements will face huge fines, and senior directors who are proven to have been negligent will also be held personally liable. They might also find access to their sites blocked. The new measures in the U.K. designed to make the Internet a safer place were announced jointly by the Home Office and Department of Culture, Media, and Sport. Kind of an odd mix of things, isn't it? Culture, sounds, media, uh, it sounds Soviet-era type It, it really something. does, yeah. yeah. The regulator will be tasked with ensuring social media companies are tackling a range of online problems, among them inciting violence, encouraging suicide, cyberbullying, child exploitation, among other things. Uh, Google and Facebook did not immediately respond to a request for comment on those new U.K. laws. Uh, Speaking of Internet laws, a British mom faces two years in a Dubai jail and a 50,000-pound fine after calling her ex-husband an idiot and his new wife, a horse, on Facebook. <laughs> and she's going to go to jail for that. Apparently. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She, she faces two years uh-huh. for saying this on Facebook, uh-huh. and the mom with the 11 kids getting all boozed uh, up trying to breastfeed. This, but this is in Dubai. Yeah. I know. That, I, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. What you're saying is send the mother the, with the drunk driving to Dubai. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. 55-year-old Layla. Shaharevish, who lives in Richmond, London, was detained in the United Arab Emirates last month with her 14-year-old daughter when she tried to attend the funeral of her ex-partner. She was arrested over the two Facebook comments, which were made in 2016 after ex-husband Pedro remarried. And uh, Mrs. Shaharevish had been in Britain when she posted the comments, but her ex-husband, who died of a heart attack on March 3rd, and his new wife were living in Dubai. In Dubai, cybercrime laws mean an old social media post made by a person before they visit the country could still find them fined or jailed. Wow. Mm-hmm. According to the group detained in Dubai, Ms. Shavarish's passport has been confiscated. Her daughter had to fly home by herself where she's staying with friends. Hmm. In Wisconsin, Governor Tony Evers' budget proposal would restore local government's power to seize private property to build bike and recreational trails. Wow. <laughs> Public domain, wow. in other words. 
Wow. Start over there. Start oh, that story over. Read God. that again, please. In Wisconsin, Governor Tony Everett's budget proposal would restore local government's power to seize private property for bike oh. and recreational trails. That's no. unconstitutional. Yeah, absolutely. That can't happen. Republican lawmakers uh, added to the budget a prohibition on local government and state agencies using eminent domain powers to establish or extend bike trails, rec trails, and sidewalks into the last state budget. That came at the request of State Representative Rob Stoffschult. He said he was trying to, ensure, trying to ensure that St. Croix County officials couldn't seize land from the property owners oh. for a recreational trail along a county highway. Cyclists and cities say the prohibition has slowed work on more than a dozen bike trails around the state of Wisconsin. Mm. Some Republicans you also big say... babies. Oh, my God. Some Republicans also say oh. the prohibition is causing problems for municipalities who want to build sidewalks. Wow. You know, I, I love when John introduces a story like that, because when I see his face, I, I see the almost the half smile. Because you know you're going to get that kind of reaction you from had the GL that, crew. We had this story in St. Paul last fall, uh-huh. where there's a, a neighborhood uh, on the river, uh, Kings Maplewood or something yes. like that, yep. where they were told they were getting sidewalks. And the neighbors unanimously did not want them. And they won. But then the city said, okay, but you're now last on the list yeah. for any repairs to the sewers right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell business does a city have threatening that's, you like that? That's mafioso. It really is. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's one party rule, too. You don't want our sidewalk protection? Yeah. You just went down on the bottom of the list. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, state police are investigating after a 17-year-old boy was injured when a flare gun was fired in Butler County on Saturday night. In the car. It all happened as the boy <laughs> and an 18-year-old man were sitting around a campfire oh, yeah. in okay. the area of Star Grill Road in Winfield Township. State police said the 18-year-old man was lying on a hammock handling the flare gun, <laughs> at which point it went off, discharging the, uh, discharging the flare the flare hit the 17-year-old in the neck, oh. caused thermal burns to his neck and hands, as well as a cut to his chin. The victim was flown to UPMC Mercy Hospital for evaluation. State police say they're still investigating. I think if you wrote a song about this, yeah. wouldn't yeah. you talk about some stupid with a flare gun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? What's wrong with you? What? Oh. oh, some John. stupid. I always that lyric always kind of threw me. Some stupid with a flare gun. I could play that song them. with my butt. Could you? Gross. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, hey, just make John. sure you, make sure you remove the remote first. So no, Kenny. better prove it. Yeah, here yeah. you go. Here I could play that with one note. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me do Kenny doing it. <laughs> That's literally the first song. Everybody who's ever picked up a guitar agrees. Well, not the first song, but pretty close. Pretty close. Smoke on the water. I but y- you know the story behind that dumb song, right? Well, yeah, they were playing at a place, and Zappa and the Mothers are also playing. Hence the lyric, Frank Zappa and, and the Mothers, and somebody with a flare gun. Some stupid with a flare gun. Right. Uh, it went off and started a fire and burned the place to the ground. Thank yeah. you, Mister FYI. Yeah. You're not going to stomp him. I mean, he's like the lake detective. No, but he he was marveling like he hadn't heard the story behind that. Well, theory. if I didn't know the story behind it, why would I have read this news story associated with playing the song? That's right. I think wait, I've upset him. Give him the, the wait. Hell. Go ahead and give him the guitar. <laughs> Hand over the guitar. Can he try it with your? Okay, uh, turn around. All right, here we go. Can he do it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, just a minute, just a minute. 
Just a minute. You're going to need some uh, wipes, too. John, minute. you're going to need some wipes. It's not the new guitar, is it? That's not the new one, thank Okay, good. Yeah. Really? It didn't really sound like smoke on the water, though. <laughs> it sounded more like plotch on the uh, counter. That, that's I, I never want to hear that again. No, no. Can I, I can't. Give uh, back the guitar. I can't take it. Do you want your pick back? I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> God help me. Yeah. I, I, I never want to see that again. I'm on the wall. You realize I'm on the wall. Yeah. You're I'm on the wall. wall. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to be wall. on a yeah. different one. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing at fart jokes. Yeah. Here you yeah. are. Yeah. Isn't that something? Guys, yeah. you know. Kenny, I thought that was pretty good. Right. I was impressed by that. And, uh, Without well, practice. Royce also going to be on the wall. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I think that's wonderful. We have an interview. Out of the way. Yeah. How do you do? We don't have to go to that. John, I'm supposed to ask you a question from an email. Sure. Oh, my God. Given that some attention has returned to music on the old podcasts, and also given John's encyclopedic knowledge and opinions Damn. on both music in general and guitar players specifically, I am very interested in hearing his opinion on the guy who I consider the greatest living musician. Uh-oh. A fearsome guitar player, to be sure, but also a talented composer and lyricist. This ought to be good. You think, do you know yet who he's talking about? I have about? no idea. Mark no. Knopfler. Oh, Mark Knopfler is one of those guys. He's a musical genius. If he's been mentioned by John before, I haven't heard it, and I consider this a grievous oversight for a fact-based show. Well, wouldn't you agree, the Mark Knopfler, that crowd, they're they're a tad bit tedious. I've got a long-running debate with a friend of mine regarding Mark, and while music is certainly subjective and talent doesn't always fit well on a ranking scale, I think that listening to him play a guitar is like being able to watch Michelangelo sculpt. He's well past his days of radio-friendly dire straits, Streets, hooks and licks and solos, and these days is much more subtle, but also more masterful for employing the restraint, I think. The friend doesn't disagree, but has some diverging opinions on his style. Salt the question to John with the name J.J. Kale, and we can see where he comes down on this. Hmm. What's J.J. Kale got to do I don't do know what J.J. Kale is. Maybe that's his friend's pick. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Knopfler, uh, I think the first three Dire Straits albums are tens on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the stuff he does now is, uh, Kenny calls it tedious, but I, I rather enjoy it. These are no, really I'm, good. I, no, 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 no. Just uh, the people that like him you think are tedious. The people that argue him as the best in the whole wide world, very tedious. Him, he's a phenomenal guitar player. Well, and songwriter. Yeah. Brilliant songwriter. Yeah, right. And as the guy said, composer, he's done tons of film scores, too. Uh, what was the one with film Never mind that. Great. Have you ever seen him live? I've never have. I, I really wish I had. Yeah, really I, I'd had. like to see some of those solos yeah. when he just breaks Loose. Yeah, well, there's video. You can find video. Yeah, uh, from that's the why. Early days. Yeah, and that's why I asked. Dire also, Strikes doesn't exist anymore. Uh, correct. Strikes. Yeah, in fact, he didn't. Even, when they got elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he didn't show up. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? Other members of the band did. Oh, I did so not. respect that. So <laughs> now, now you know what? Now he is the best musician <laughs> ever. <laughs> he, he also did a bunch of work uh, in boy, probably was the late '80s uh, with Chet Atkins. That was wonderful stuff. Just. Uh, that sound, that um, Sultans of Swing, that yeah. that thin sound with a, a clean guitar, that wouldn't pass these days, would it? That would be there's guys that that'd be fobbed like that. off as new country or something. Uh, wouldn't a it? lot of country players, yeah, would have that sound now. Actually, because every the, the, oh, okay, like no, Bryan. he was able to get that out and make it a huge hit before well, producers got a hold it, of him and fatten that sound up and put an echo on everything. Here's here's the the best quote I think about Mark Knopfler ever came from. Remember Bruce Hornsby, really good piano right, player. Sure. Yeah. He's still around. Whatever happened uh, to the Get a job. He said, uh, You're welcome. 
Anyway, he said uh, he said it, it, when if you remember when that album came out, that first Dire Straits album with Sultans of Swing, the stuff that was out there was mostly disco. Right. So all of a sudden, here comes this guy who's just a beast on guitar with the cleanest sound yeah, ever. A great soloist, and the song is brilliant. The lyrics brilliant, and the whole album is the same way. Do this, uh, right. Does right. that song Sultans of Swing uh, make your top ten, twenty? Um, I, I think that's one I, of the best songs. I I've think ever those, heard. like I said, those first three albums, they probably all make my top fifty. Okay. <laughs> to be truthful, up to uh, making movies. All right, all right. Thanks. Not a Dire Straits guy. How about that I'm money not, for nothing, not, Joe? On the MTV. Well, see now when they went you know to money that for was? nothing, that, that was a whole different sound. That he created a whole different sound. So, Such just played the time bell. Yeah, I, oh, I can't. Uh, I can't take any more. Brothers at Arms. Oh. I like that. And one. Can't take any more. Uh, that's really? see. That's uh, no, like no more. No more dire straits. Take us. Take us to the timeout. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Garage Logic would like to give a tip of the cap to a Minnesota company that is celebrating their 100 year anniversary. Hail to Jefferson Lines. That's right. In 1919, Jefferson Lines started providing Minnesota communities bus transportation, earning a reputation of quality, service, and innovation at affordable prices. That same reputation continues today, like being one of the first companies to offer free Wi-Fi on every single bus. You can kick back and still listen to GL on your trip. Head to jeffersonlines.com to book your trip today. Wherever you're headed in Minnesota or throughout the Midwest, good luck. Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience for 100 years and here's to 100 more here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life joe suchere new trend in the failed academy uh the embracing of failure uh, we are to understand that failure is normal and healthy uh, Bentley, a private business school near Boston, joins a growing number of U.S. colleges trying to ease students' anxieties about failure and teaching them to cope with it. Uh, on many campuses, it's meant to combat climbing rates of stress, depression, and other problems that have been blamed on reduced resilience or grit among the younger generations. Are you kidding me? Hmm? Counseling centers have been surging, often from students uh, overwhelmed by everyday stresses. Professors have raised concerns about students' fragility when it comes to receiving bad grades. Oh, isn't are you this, kidding me? Isn't this an extension of participation awards? That's sure. exactly yeah. right, Kenny. This is we don't want to keep score. Anxiety is rising like crazy, said Nance Roy, a psychologist who works with colleges through the JED Foundation, a nonprofit mental health group. For many students, it's the first time they're navigating independently. And if they don't have the basic life skills, it's a perfect storm. So colleges have responded with an array of programs meant to boost resilience and help students catch up on life skills. We got a re chief resiliency officer in St. Paul, in Minneapolis. <laughs> the University of California, Los Angeles offers grit coaching. <laughs> the University of Minnesota recently hosted a resilience resource fair. Dozens of, dozens of schools now provide adulting 101. Workshops covering topics from finance to romance. As part of that work, more schools are striving to normalize failure and create an environment where students can take risks and learn from setbacks. Stanford encourages students to celebrate their failures through song, poetry, and other creative outlets. <laughs> Smith uh, College in Massachusetts and the University of Central Arkansas have both issued students certificates of failure. 
as part of a broader program on the topic. Colorado State invites students to take a pledge to embrace failure. No, 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 you don't embrace failure. When it comes to grades, Cornell College in Iowa is warning professors that they shouldn't soften their scoring for the sake of students' emotions. A directive on the issue notes that a grade of C is not the end of the world. Normalized failure is part of your life. It's one way to learn, the message says. Sometimes students need to fail. I've been saying that for years, the C grade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes that's your best work. Others, like Bentley, are highlighting the failures of successful people. Harvard University has a website sharing the rejection letters received by faculty, staff, and alumni. <laughs> Experts propose a variety of uh, uh, variety of theories to explain why today's students might be struggling. Some say the pressure to succeed is stronger than ever, making even small failures seem disastrous. Some say social media floods students with images of perfection that make them feel bad about themselves. Other Others blame parents who tightly manage their children's lives and shield them from failure. Right there. Mm-hmm. Boom. A tendency taken to the extreme in the college admissions bribery scandal in which dozens of parents were charged with paying bribes to help their kids get into top schools. Uh, okay. Uh, Do I have to trot out the Thomas Edison quote? I will if I must. On, t- on social media, some observers mock a generation of fragile snowflakes who need safe spaces and trigger warnings. But mental health advocates counter that today's students are grappling with a host of pressures that past generations didn't, from social media to the threat of school violence. Uh, okay, what's the Thomas? Uh, There's not one true American among them that's going to tell them, hey, kid, buck up. Mm-hmm. Failure makes you succeed. Thomas Edison's it's a great quote. Mm-hmm. I have not, when asked about the uh, light bulb and how long it took him and uh, all the miserable failures that he encountered along the way, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Use the failures of yourself and others, other people's mistakes, to succeed. I've let my friends I've let my friends' failures teach me many lessons over the years. What are you, Dr. Phil? <laughs> just, that dummy blew it by doing this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I succeeded. Well, at Bentley, they even have uh, Failure Fridays. <laughs> failure Fridays. What do you do? You, well, you try to uh, fail, or well, you you, you confess. You, I guess you revel in it. Uh, hey, I flunked today. You hey, know what? Hey, anybody <laughs> want some warm beer? Yeah. Maybe we should adopt that on the GL podcast. No, After not. Positive Thursday, we could have Failure Friday. No, Friday. I'm not. I'm not buying any of this BS. To say that these kids are more put upon than previous generations is an embarrassment. Uh, these are these are uh, some of the most entitled, privileged, wealthy kids no to ever are these ever walk into a school. Is campus. it possible, Joe, to fail out of college? I don't think so. There's too many courses you can't flunk. There's but too I'm, many courses you can years take. Years ago, and, it was. I'm, I'm wondering if there's an ulterior motive by the uh, staff and management of colleges to keep them in, to, to keep, keep them spending kids money. In, You're to brilliant. Keep the wow. money coming in. You mm-hmm. didn't fail. You didn't fail at yeah. all. Well, that's uh, there's a very well, that's real one possibility. Hell of a conspiracy. A but Kenny's right. I'm just wondering. I I guarantee that's the thinking behind this. We want to keep that. We want to keep that cash cow. Because rolling. when Matt and I were getting D minuses in high school, it was right. like you know you better get a D plus or we're booting your ass out of here. Right. And then when I didn't make it into St. Thomas, the University of St. Thomas, and failed out at the U, 
What an accomplishment. But remember, remember, the principal reason the academy has failed and is failing is because what they have chosen to do as their most principal objective is continue to divine victimization. To the point now where they're just taking any kid at all and and can make Mm -hmm. that kid into a victim by saying this this test is stressful and uh, you need a dog to pet and a room to go cry in and... So they the the academy is 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 terribly successful in diminishing the human spirit mm-hmm. and uh, and has failed miserably in its calling because it's no longer they're no longer institutions of higher learning they're institutions of grievance they're institutions of higher and higher grievances yeah. to the point now where the average kid is told hey uh, you, let's not, let's talk about this failure sure. Uh, yeah. So they turn that kid into a victim. I want Kenny to feel better, so I, I made him a certificate of failure. To, <laughs> to Kenny Olson, certificate of failure. Congratulations on your recent life failures. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is very proud of you. Yeah. boy, Kenny. Here you go, Kenny. Be- before you got here, uh, John, I was talking about the incredible sum of money that I owe the IRS. So <laughs> this kind of. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, didn't mean of, to rub it in. Kind of like porn on. It's you know maybe failure. <laughs> This up right next. I'm going to hang this from the mirror in my truck. There ain't no failure out of Grunhofer's Meat and Hugo oh, up boy. on Highway 61. 130 types of brats. I'm telling you, you're going to have your own bracket for grilling all summer long. It's, these are the best brats in the world. Also, uh, coming up for Easter, double smoked ham, huh? Double smoked mm. ham. Uh, Double smoked hams for Easter, beef sticks, chicken sticks, chicken brats, and it's gangbusters. I talked to a guy who was out there yesterday. I keep forgetting to tell you that uh, Grunhofer's uh, Old Fashioned Meats is open on Sundays. And so uh, you're going you're going right from the meat market right to your grill. Look at that right there. This oh. is the Reavers Grill. Look it's at got that. Brats. Those are Grunhoffers, aren't they? Oh Grunhoffers brats right next to my Odell uh, Double IPA. Yeah. Did you play? Uh, did you uh, did you play off a habanero, a habanero mango against a mild Italian? This one right here was the cranberry wild rice brat. Oh, I've had that. And mm. the uh, Philly cheese steak brat. I've not had that Outstanding. yet. Outstanding. It's Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats uh, right off 61 up in Hugo. And the website, of course, is grunhoffersmeatmarket.com. Double smoked hams for Easter. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Say thank you to Mike, uh, who uh, sent me information on the ice rink that I attended uh, back in high school days in the summer, it was in fact Golden Valley Ice Center. Apparently, really? okay, also known as, thinking last week. Yeah, apparently also known as Breck uh, Arena. There's a site called uh, Vintage Minnesota Hockey History. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's very neat. Yeah, and, it'll give uh, you all the stats. That's on, where uh, I went. Right there, the Ice Center. See that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That'll give you all the stats on all the tourneys, who was in it, what was going on. Is that the same site, Rook, that you used to look up the wrong year of the Matamidi uh, roster when we were talking about I that? I think so. So check the dates carefully. You want to be sure that it's the right year and not, you know, maybe six years prior. That's a great moment. Or the Colombian Golf Tour, which I reported on Saturday Sports Talk, the scores. Because wasn't it one of the dads going, uh, my kid graduated five years ago, rookies, not on the roster not anymore. On the roster anymore. <laughs> you realize that was the only indoor rink on the west side of town? I for, never for a long, through the 50s How could 60s? that have been? What the is there now? Do you know? I don't know what's there now. Well, if it's the Breck Arena, it's still there. 
uh, as part of the city of Golden Valley's redevelopment yeah. plan and I-394 corridor study in 1989 following the completion of Trunk Highway 12 to Interstate 394 and 87 to rezone. As part of the study, Alliance Life Insurance Company of North America announced a letter of interest to acquire the land where the ICE Center uh, was to uh, redevelop the site. The Colonnade, as well as the Holiday Inn Express and Golden Hills Business Park, were erected alongside I-394 starting in 99, and uh, apparently that's when the rink disappeared. So oh, there so you it have it. Okay. It was uh, Golden Valley Ice Center. It was also the home arena of Breck High School. So that explains why you would have used that one if it was the only one on the west side. Yeah, they're, they're Aldrich, well, I went to a camp there is what happened. Okay. Eddie Jeremiah ran a camp. I, I think he was the Dartmouth coach, and he came to town and ran a camp, and I went to that camp. I don't know. That's I don't have much memory of it. didn't do much for me. Love you know, it when those coaches get to do that, uh, the, the required right. summer camp. Hey, uh, get your 600 bucks I wonder in. if that's, as a third grader, I played a couple of indoor games when I lived in Prior Lake. I bet you anything. And we had to drive way the hell up here to play them. Probably. Probably played right there. Uh, Hell, my kids had to go to Silver Bay to go play Centennial. Silver Bay? What? Yeah, on a hockey road trip like a tournament. Oh, yeah. You go there and you play Edina and Centennial, which are five minutes away from the Metro. Oh, by the way, uh, we were tipped off by our guy Rob here in the office. Uh, ESPN did a one-year... Uh, uh, one-year anniversary documentary on the Humboldt bus crash. Mm-hmm. Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Hum, uh, narrated by Wayne Gretzky. I watched the preview, the three-minute preview. Oh, my God. You uh, cry? You're gonna, there's no way you can't. Yeah. It's showing these kids in their little oh mites uniforms. Stop, stop, yeah. stop. I have stop. to watch it, though. It, it just stop. looks too well Well, in a little rural outpost like that, that's that's hockey's their life. That's right. it. Well, That's recall, it. too, because I remember I, I drove up to Winnipeg a couple of weeks after that to watch the Wild get bounced by the Jets yeah. in the playoff, and that's all I kept thinking about. Because when you drive up there, that's all it is, is those those blind intersections. Mm-hmm. You got no wild in the playoff this year. No, that's not going to happen. That really hurts. And unless they get a shooter, they won't be there next year either. No. Uh, what's the update on Koivu? Is he coming back next he's year? Not, he's not a goal scorer. Uh, but I'm saying, it, well, they're... I mean, they, they, uh, Dumbo will help them when he comes back. But they don't. They got to get a guy. They need a guy. They don't got a guy. How about the uh, the Montreal Canadian that made his debut uh, with the Minnesota uh, kid? Yeah, with four, three goals, and then he scored the um, shootout winner. So he had four goals. Who dad? What his? Yeah, his what's name? his name? Uh, Kyle or uh, I'll look him up. He's well, brand new he, Canadian. Is he, he from playing, the range? Wasn't he playing for St. Cloud? Yes, he did play for St. Cloud. And then huh. they get bounced from the tournament. Yep. And he went directly to the Canadiens in his first Shut game, up. four goals. That's Fantastic. Cool. Yeah, but Montreal didn't make the playoffs either. No, but he'll be, is he going to stay? He'll obviously stay. He didn't sign an entry I don't think thing. he. Uh, I don't think he hurt his chances no, with God, that no. debut. Wow. Find his name, Rook. I will, I'm right now. And if you have that kind of impact, you're going to be a Why'd god Why'd they throw him city? out on the ice? Were they desperate, or did they have you know big plans for this Well, the kid? Wild did the same thing with the kid from Clarkson. They signed him and... It's just get in there, throw out, throw him out there, see if he's got any yep. wheels. Yep, huh. especially on a team like Montreal in the Wild, they're not going to the playoffs. Let's see if this kid's got anything. Can we leave the ponies alone? I'm a, I'm a, I love, I love animal. The animal. I'm sorry, Joe, to interrupt. Ryan Poling. Yeah. Ryan Poling. What school? Uh, he was at St. Cloud. He went to St. Cloud State. Okay. Do we know where he went to high school? Looking that up but right did now. We, yeah. Did we get him out? Lakeville. Lakeville. No okay. kidding. Sure. Fantastic. Four really goals cool. in the. In the in in uh, in Montreal. Oh man, les habitants, très bien, Madame Monsieur. Man, human, human, humans, 
losing their relationship with nature. Wild ponies living on Virginia's eastern shore. See, I'm comforted by knowing that we still live in a country where there are wild ponies. But what struck me as strange, Virginia. Yeah. Well, that's that's nice that's, territory. But it's out of the ordinary. It's got a it's a, a park there or yeah. something, right? Wild ponies living on Virginia's eastern shore have been corralled because visitors keep ignoring warnings against approaching them. The ponies at the Chicoteague National Wildlife Refuge were moved to the South Corral of Assateague Island. The Chincoteague's Volunteer Fire Company owns the Virginia pony herds and a spokes Woman from the public said the public has been warned numerous times the ponies will be corralled until the spring roundup at the end of this week. Well, you know what? You you just screwed up the life of a little pony because right. you got to go get your selfie with a horse. Right. Just leave the ponies alone. Take it from you don't have to take a selfie. Take a picture well, of them roaming from afar. They're not tame either, so if you get close, they'll probably bite your face off or buck you. <laughs> right. Boy, it's uh, spring, a springtime in uh, springtime in Chicago. Only six were wounded at a baby shower when the gunfire oh, broke out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty-four shot. Twenty-four people shot in thirty hours as uh, Chicago experienced some warmer temperatures over the weekend. Uh, that's where the storm should go. The storm should go to Chicago and just keep it cold all year. <laughs> you will, you'll have fewer. You'd, problems. You'd, you'd, you'd cure every problem you have. If you would go to Chicago and keep it cold all year. Would it also keep all of those uh, Trump-supporting uh, racist uh, people that, that Jesse Smollett? The Yeah, we will that curb that uh, hatred. Yes. If you follow uh, Julie um, on Twitter here locally, the shootings have skyrocketed over the we- uh, weekend, too. People driving themselves to the hospital. Right. And 24 shot in 30 hours. Yeah. yeah. Where is the the mega triangle? You know, the, the triangle where they do all have the red hats. Is sure. that does it adjust, or is it always in the same spot? It's always those... in the same spot. Okay, yeah, just, just so you can avoid that. Here in town, you mean? No, in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. Remember, at any RF Moeller Jewelers store, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France and Edina, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, you mention the GL podcast, and they'll replace your watch band, I'm sorry, your watch battery at no charge. Find them also online at rfmoeller.com. You want to come back with Johnny? All right. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But, of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. The best lawn you've ever had is a simple click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. That tired, patchy, disease-riddled disaster of a lawn you've been fighting for years... 
It'll be transformed into a thick, luscious carpet of green. ProfessionalTurf.com, they've been at it since the earliest of the 80s, and they're going to come out to your place, give you a free lawn care estimate, and then set you up with a three- to five-step program that will have you with the best lawn in the block from now until late fall. ProfessionalTurf.com. Justice and the Sutureg. Hey, y'all. Hey, Here's Kenny. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. From the Coffee Shop. So I'm sitting around the hardware, uh, the hardware store. It's actually the, uh, the liquor and gun store here in the town <laughs> up north. And they're talking to the fellas, and we've all had it. A couple of weeks ago, one of the local morning news shows aired a spot about syruping. There is no such word. Then there was an article in the Star Tribune using the same word. There's no such thing as syruping. Syruping. The tapping of maple trees and boiling down the sap is called sugaring. Oh. It it always has been. It always will be. In fact, uh, if you go to your computer... It'll correct you. Spell check will correct you. Syruping is not even a word. No, I'm over not. 50 years old. I grew up in Vermont, and uh, I sugared for many years. <laughs> he grew up I'm, in Vermont? I'm getting sick and tired of the continued bastardization of our language lexicon for no apparent reason. It's not enough that liberal forces are attempting to replace the descriptor illegal alien with undocumented. They have now decided to start redefining classic descriptions of century-old practices in a attempt to further dumb down the populace. All you syruping busybodies (laughs) need to find something productive to do. Maybe like a syrup daddy. Who wrote the letter? Here's Kenny with news. It's a letter to Day Star Tribune. I was so crabby about other stuff I had been reading in the paper, and it's always with a very wary turn of the page that I go to the op-ed, but I did, and I was so rewarded. Isn't that wonderful? His name is Brett Collier from Big Lake. All right. And I was I was happy enough when he was going off, but then when he went after the liberal forces, <laughs> oh, it just pushed me over the top. Brett, uh, thank you so much for your letter today. Say, remember, at Dennis Kirk. Dot com $89 order ship free and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products denniskirk.com order today and get it tomorrow here's john height and john's news brought to us by professionalturf.com thanks fellas good news in the fargo moorhead area the red river is cresting there with few problems although overland flooding remains an issue in rural areas wait till the they valley. get a foot and a half of snow <laughs> the rural valleys in eastern north dakota and northwestern minnesota the river right now about five feet above major flood stage but the neighboring cities have put several flood control measures in place since the record 2009 flood when the river crested nearly six feet higher. Impacts this year include closed roads and bridges, but no flooded homes or businesses. Mayor Tim Mahoney says officials there are pleased. Cass County engineer Jason Benson says rural areas are still battling floodwaters. National Guard soldiers are on standby to deliver sandbags. Weather Service meteorologist Greg Gust says a winter storm expected in the upper Midwest later this week shouldn't add a whole lot more moisture to the valley. Man, the Twins are going to come home to just lousy weather, aren't they? Friday's game will be miserable. Yeah, you know. you're probably right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Brian Rosenberg, the president of McAllister College, is stepping down in May of 2020. 
Rosenberg announced his upcoming departure Monday after 16 years at the helm of the institution in St. Paul. He's gained a national profile as an advocate for liberal arts education as, as and as an uncommonly outspoken proponent of liberal causes, weighing in on issues from climate change to President Trump's immigration policies. In a note to the campus community, Rosenberg did not address the reason for his decision to leave, but said he was making the announcement now to give the college ample time to find a successor. He called his service at McAllister by far the greatest privilege of his professional life. Wait, uh, an opponent? Is that what you said? Of what? Proponent. A proponent. Oh, pro- outspoken yeah. proponent. Okay. All right. my, my, my fault. All right. How long has he been there? Did that say? 16, 16 years. years. And he's the president. I thought the president was a gal that lived, uh, they live right on Summit Avenue in well, the president's you're, house. You're wrong. It's this guy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, now we apparently know why Christian Nielsen is leaving his Homeland Security Secretary. Apparently, President Trump for months urged the administration to reinstate the separation of migrant families crossing the border. Nielsen, Trump's outgoing Homeland Security Secretary, resisted, setting her at odds with the president. According to three sources, Nielsen told the president that federal court orders prohibited the Department of Homeland Security from reinstating the policy and that he would be reversing his own executive order from June that ended family separation. The president, according to the sources, has been pushing the policy since January when the numbers of undocumented immigrants crossing the border began to rise. Senior administration officials said they think uh, the president is convinced that family separation has been the most effective policy at deterring large numbers of asylum Let let me see if I got this straight. Mm -hmm. She wanted to reunite the families, and Uh, he didn't? She didn't want to separate the families. She didn't want to separate the families, and the court order had stated months ago. And in fact, remember, he he actually reversed that policy himself. He probably forgot the original policy. However, the sheriff that we talked to... Uh, a couple of months ago. Sheriff Mark Lamb. Yes. Remember, he said some of these are setups where these children don't even know who the adults are, yeah. but they pose as children. So oh, I, don't, I don't know where to be. No, they pose as families. They, they are pose as families. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Wasn't the separation of children from their families long in practice before yes. Trump arrived yes, in yes, office yes, the, yes. for the whole Obama administration? Yes. Right. Right. But that's okay. irrelevant. Now we're only worried about Trump. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's like blaming him for the weather. <laughs> yes. It's just amazing. Meanwhile, the United States Secret Service Director Randolph Tex Ailes is being removed by the president. According to multiple administration <laughs> officials who told CNN, NBC, and the Associated Press, President Trump instructing his acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, to fire Ailes. Ailes remains in his position as of right now, but has been asked to leave. The Secret Service director was told two weeks ago there would be a transition in leadership, and he was asked to stay on until there was a replacement, according to the sources. Secret Service officials were caught by surprise with the news, and uh, apparently some of them are only finding out through reporting by various news agencies. A source familiar with the director said his ouster was not related to the recent scrutiny the Secret Service got after a Chinese woman illegally entered the president's Mar-a-Lago club carrying Chinese passports and a flash drive containing malware. Just five days ago, the president said he could not be happier with the Secret Service after that incident. The Secret Service director reports directly to the Secretary of Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen, who resigned Sunday. The director oversees the Secret Service's work on both protection and investigations. United States Citizenship and Immigration Services Director Francis Cisna and Office of the General Counsel John Mitnick also expected to be gone soon from the same area. 
For the first time since he went on the road again with his late buddies Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings as the Highwayman in 1990s, Willie Nelson will play an arena concert in the Twin Cities this summer. Cool. This time with younger country music legends Allison Krauss and Union Station to help fill seats. It's all scheduled August 2nd at Target Center. That was rather blunt, wasn't it? It's a tad bit derogatory. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it derogatory. No, I know. I, I, know. Lo- I love Willie. I know. I've seen Willie. It's a great concert. Where, where is he playing? Target, Target Center. Center. Target but the Center. whole help fill seats. Yeah. Get the bodies in there. <laughs> Tickets are priced $40 to $250. Go on sale this Friday. Uh, the Minneapolis date falls between Willie's annual 4th of July Bakeathon in his hometown of Austin <laughs> and his 34th annual, I can't believe it's 34th, Farm Aid Festival scheduled in September in a location to be announced. Do, what does, do we know? Uh, I'll, I'll just look that up myself before I ask. Okay. I'm just going to know how much he uh, generates for that Farm Aid every year. I, I know they, they just helped a bunch of uh, farmers who had flood issues. So it's still, uh, I mean, it's still efficient and people are oh, yeah, doing yeah, Okay. Yeah. Is he still huffing down the big fat Bob Marley's every well, day? He, I know he has Wake a big you think a bake off meat. <laughs> he does have an issue with his lungs as he canceled some concerts last year. No. So he, he's gummy bears now. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Lozenges. Yeah. He's 85. 85. That's a nice run. And he just actually put out a really good album of all Sinatra songs. Didn't his career start as a songwriter, basically? Yeah, he was a songwriter, uh, gave hits to folks in Nashville, Hello Walls, that old, uh, Hello Walls. Ferlin. Ferlin Husky. Ferlin Husky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Robbins, who tried to make every man a Rembrandt with his invention of paint-by-numbers kits in the 1950s, died in Sylvania, Ohio, April 1st. He was 93 years old. He died of complications from pneumonia. You guys ever do the paint by numbers? Absolutely. Is he on Channel 2? Yeah. Is that the guy on Channel 2? No, that's... Uh... You're going to add sketch. No. <laughs> no, you got the messy hair. And no, did... that's Bob Ross. Yeah, okay. that's Bob okay. Ross where everything was calm because I just smoked a big fat joint. <laughs> There's no mistakes. Robbins, who creations adorned millions of American homes in their heyday, was a self-described right guy at the right time in the right place. The time was the prosperous lull after World War II when Americans had newfound time for recreation. The place, Detroit, birthplace of the assembly line, where Robbins, then in his 20s, worked for Palmer Paint Company. He'd recently mustered out of the Army Signal Corps and was retraining his artistic abilities from map making to designing children's coloring books. He presented the company's owner, Max Klein, a proposal for a product for adults. Not a coloring book, but rather a coloring canvas uh, pre-drawn with a design resembling a colorless stained glass window. Each blank segment would contain a number corresponding to a capsule of paint included with the set, thus the name Paint by Number. But did you did you read the quote about his boss? He showed it to his boss. His yes. boss hated it. <laughs> well, he got over the year nuts. Huh? He, right. But he hated it because the first uh, painting was uh, real fancy. But doesn't thing. that ref- remind you of somebody we work for? We, we come in and we give him a really good idea, and he says... That son is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What we're going to do, and then he says the exact same thing you just told him. <laughs> now we do it. Do we, know, we know a guy like that. You get like the that. initial no. You get the initial no, and then give me a minute. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they cost two fifty a set. Their slogan was, every man could be a Rembrandt. By the early 1950s, paint-by-number kits reached $80 million a year in sales. As time went by, though, the term paint-by-number became a byword for conformity or lack of originality. Then even more time went on, and the canvases began to evoke nostalgia, even fascination. The paint-by-number kit had largely disappeared from shelves by the early 60s. It's a long story, isn't it? There yeah. really is. Well, yeah, a lot of paintings. It's, a, it's yeah. an old bit. Did yeah. you hear where he got his idea for this? 
uh, where Leonardo da Vinci. Really? Yeah. Well, then why why could you be the next Rembrandt? Why not the next Da Vinci? Well, you could be the next whatever, yeah. whoever you want. Well, yeah. what did he see in Da Vinci that compelled this? Da Vinci used to teach his students that way, how oh. to, uh, with his backgrounds especially. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a farm-aid question, John. That's very gentle that you knew that, Kenny. I read it in the story. Oh, okay, okay. Story. Oh, you had the story, too? Yeah. Uh, I have a farm-aid question. Why have oh. we never hosted it? You mean the Twin Logic? Yeah, or the state of Minnesota. I have no idea. We're a bunch of flatlanders here. Yeah, but th- it's been in Chicago, Milwaukee... Uh, up on I'm, the farm? You no all ready cool, to host, yeah. Kenny? No, stay the hell off my property. Coming live, Alexandria. Grilling in my underwear. <laughs> Beat it, pal. Does everybody grill in their underwear Wait, at uh, farm? Willie, you can stay. Everybody, everybody else, else is out. The rest of you go to hell. <laughs> hey, Federated uh, Mutual Insurance Company, they tailor the insurance program you need to your individual business. They offer property and casualty, life and disability income to businesses in select industries. Their marketing representatives are the best in the business. They get to know you, the owner, and how your operation works, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. Uh, Auto liability, for example, or data compromise coverage. You better look into that in this day and age. Your business is unique you need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a federated insurance marketing rep to say, today to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive because it's federated. It's their business to protect yours. One more obit, another man who should be celebrated, this one from Wisconsin, Charles Santa, the inventor of Swiss Miss Hot Cocoa Mix. That's from Wisconsin? Yeah. I thought that was a guy in Switzerland. Right. <laughs> well, there's I did. A, there's He's... a reason he used uh, Swiss. Uh-huh. Well, fooled he, you, he, huh? You'll, you'll get to it. He died at the age of 101, having originally devised the formula as a coffee creamer for soldiers in the Korean War. Santa was subsequently forced to find a use for the surplus packets of the product the company was required to have on hand at all times, and Swiss Miss was his solution. Born in 1972 to Italian immigrants in Philadelphia, Santa studied mechanical engineering at the University of Wisconsin-Madison before he worked in the steel industry and served in the U.S. Navy during World War II. After the war, he hoped to re-enter the steel industry, but was convinced by his dad to join the family business, which was dairy. Brown Swiss, the first version of the cocoa mix, was sold wholesale to airlines and restaurants. Very successful. In fact, customers would steal the packets from the airline to use at home. Then in 1961, the Santa family rebranded the product as Swiss Miss and began using more shelf-stable, non-fat milk powder in that formula so they could sell it at grocery stores. It was a runaway hit. Then in 1967, Swiss Miss was sold to Beatrice Foods, which was purchased by ConAgra, the company behind Duncan Hines, Marie Callender's, Vlasic Pickles, and lots more. According to Conagra, more than 50 million boxes of Swiss Miss are sold every but year. But he was really brilliant, Joe, because they had a, they had a contract with the government to, to provide this creamer, and part of the contract stipulated that if you short us on anything or if you run out, uh, you get fined, we, we uh, cease and desist. So they overproduced like crazy. Uh, the government no longer needed them. Is that yep. what I understand? Yep. Or the war mm-hmm. ended or something. So they're sitting on all this creamer. That they were going to have to throw it. away. Yeah. They found a way to use it. Let me ask you something. And the brown Swiss, that's a, that's a breed of dairy cow. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you something. The brown Swiss. Did you make this with water? Yeah. You, yeah, you make it with yeah. water. Or you well, can use milk, dreadful. too. But. No, let me, no, they still real, make let, me it. let me walk you through it. They still make it. There it is. Right there. Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa. Oh, What's the best way to start your day? 
Hey, hey. 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 No cocoa cocoa made with hey, water. She's gonna yodel one more time. So all you do is add hot water Here we go. and give a little yodel. Okay, gang, what do you do for a warm-up break? Kids like it. Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa. Never had. You've never had Swiss. Yeah, ain't drinking no cocoa in, made with water. In the story, the long version of the story in the paper, your buddy will Steger. Uh, when he goes to his little Antarctic trips, yeah. like uh, I think the the story said, two thousand seventy packets of because Christmas. I'm going to have it with milk. Damn it! Yeah, Ow, where's my heavy cream, mother? <laughs> you know what's really good, Such? Uh, with this stuff, uh, peppermint schnapps. Oh, oh my god! I've seen you drink that without the Swiss. Yeah, right, right out of the old bottle there. Yeah. Good thing I'm not watering uh, it down with Smith Smith instant cocoa. Are we? Uh, are we doing the state fair again this year? Yeah. Uh, we got plans well, developing yeah, for you. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned for big announcements and to that end. Uh, the uh, this story uh, big online a poacher. Hunting rhinos in the Kruger National Park. Oh, I saw this. Met a gruesome end after he was trampled to death by an elephant and then eaten by a pride of hungry lions. Well, he's, that's what you get for poaching. That's right. Four other poachers who were with him fled the game reserve in terror. They were picked up by police and explained how a member of their gang had been killed by the elephant. You know what we learned, John? He was the slowest. He was the slowest. Yeah, right. you got to be second slowest to get out of there. The other poachers described how an angry elephant surprised them as they stalked endangered rhinos and stamped their friend to death, giving them a chance to run for safety. We just got to outrun Gary. Yeah. Great. Slow Gary down. Throw some rocks or sticks in front of him. Do you think they brought him on purpose? Like, sure. like Maybe he already has a bit of a gimp going. Yeah, we need a slow guy. Yeah. Right. Why do you guys want to bring Pat? Well, he's yeah. the slowest. Let's bring him over here. Kruger Park Rangers set out for the area known as Crocodile Bridge and sent up their air wing helicopter trying to find the dead man's remains, but they couldn't find him. I'm going to try to zigzag <laughs> so you guys can save your life. KNP Ranger Don English then led the team out again the next day at first light to recover the body, but with no luck, they re-interviewed the poachers and tried to get more detail. They found what was left of the poacher as it appeared he had been eaten by a, a belt buckle. Lion pride. And I'll meet you guys at the pass. A skull and yeah. What was left was the poacher's bloodied head and a pair of pants. I was close with the buckle. Wow. KNP managing executive Glenn Fulop said entering the Kruger illegally and on foot is not wise. As it holds many dangers, this incident clear evidence. Here, Ricey, you hold this weighted blanket. Why do I have this blanket when there's an angry elf? It's not even cold right now. Is what was discussed before the show public knowledge? Or, or oh, yeah, it, I think so. So Rookie uh, stayed. And discovered, estate. And, and discovered Patrick's uh, toolkit. Yeah. A completely, <laughs> finely polished hammer that it's had never been never used. Been used. <laughs> uh, the tool chest that he had, a mobile tool chest, still has all of the uh, plastic casing on it, yeah. on the handle. Yeah. And then the wrench, screwdriver, and monkey wrench set monkey of three. Wrench. Has all three? They're in that sealed plastic that have never been used. <laughs> they're never going to be opened. Uh, I have are. a tape measure. Yep. You couldn't even pull the thing out because it had never been opened. And there was one more. Oh, uh, ladders. Two ladders. Not one fingerprint or footprint or or paint stain on them. Two of them. Suchi boy, do you find it ironic that uh, Mister Dum Dum over here is making fun of Racy? Yeah, his... it really is the pot calling the kettle. Well, you, you know, maybe you two should actually do a podcast together. You know, I also cool took a picture of the uh, the cool clock, talk. the clock 
the clock is not centered. Ooh. There were there were two patched um, <laughs> holes, uh, uh, maybe about three quarters of the way in on either side of the wall. The clock sits on one of those okay. instead wow. of centering it. Yeah, you could have covered up both of them. I took a picture of that one, and I'll I'll make these all available. Was twelve o'clock high? Was that pointing up, or was three o'clock? <laughs> you know, in up. his defense, I think twelve was uh, was pointing up uh, directly high. All right, boys, thank you. Directly north. All right, so well, uh, if you, speaking of social media, if you want to check out some of the stuff we have on our website, it's easy to remember, garagelogic.com. Plus, you can see some of the great ratings. A lot of people have rated Garage Logic. We want to hear your input, good, bad, or indifferent. That's all on Apple iTunes where you can rate us. Please do that because we like your feedback. No conditions exist for a watch for this Friday for an opener. No You're conditions exist. I'm You're calling, calling it. There will be no opener Friday. Speaking of calling it, if you want to see what uh, Greg Holcomb calls in Garage Logic, he's got some great cartoons on the features page. Just hit the drop down there and you'll find them, as well as what's on Joe's bookshelf. Hey, you want to become a part of Garage Logic? Send us an email. We'll talk to you. We love our sponsors. And don't forget to patronize our sponsors. Garage Logic podcast version. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in.